Welcome into the Rebound Rundown. Today is Tuesday, March 7th, 2023. I'm your host, Paul Fritchner, and this is produced by Chatterbox Sports. This is your Daily Digest college basketball show where you can get your info on Cincinnati area college hoops every Monday through Friday in short episodes. I have an interview today with Kevin Sweeney of Sports Illustrated talking Xavier, Kentucky, and Cincinnati. Also, a programming note, I will be in New York all week covering the Big East Tournament, but the rebound rundown does not change. I'll still be recording an episode every night, and you will still have it in your podcast inbox every morning. I said on yesterday's episode that there weren't all that many big names in action on Monday night, but that it was March and you never knew what could happen. Well, that's exactly what happened, because it was a very fun night of hoops with close games and two tournament berths awarded. We start, though, with the Northern Kentucky Norse, who for the fourth time in five years will be playing for the Horizon League Championship on Tuesday night after beating one-seeded Youngstown State 75-63 in Indianapolis. NKU started hot and led 40-25 at halftime. Marquez Warwick had 16 points in the first 20 minutes to push the Norse out in front. In the second half, NKU stretched their lead to 20, but the Penguins made a run. After NKU led 47-27, Youngstown State climbed all the way back to cut the lead to 55-49 NKU. From there, though, Northern Kentucky steadied the ship and handled their business the rest of the way. The star of the night, without a doubt, was Chris Brandon, who only had 8 points but pulled down 17 rebounds, including 10 offensive boards. It felt like Brandon was just always in the right place at the right time, and he made some huge plays all the way around. Warwick finished with 22 points to lead all scorers. Sam Vinson was second on the team in scoring with 17, and Xavier Rhodes had 12. The Norse advanced to play the Cleveland State Vikings in the Scandinavian title game tonight, Tuesday, at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum with the winner headed to the NCAA tournament. Cleveland State cruised past Milwaukee in the other semifinal, winning 93-80. Milwaukee did make a run to cut into Cleveland State's massive lead, but it just wasn't enough. Cleveland State and NKU split the regular season series in thrilling fashion, with NKU winning at home by one and Cleveland State winning at home by one. You might remember the game in Highland Heights. That was the Marquez Warwick buzzer beater to give the Norse the win. Tip-off for this championship game is set for 7 p.m., and you can watch it on ESPN. Lowell is the only other area team besides the Norse in action today, and they play Boston College at 4.30 on the opening day of the ACC tournament. The Cardinals lost by 10 to the Eagles in their only meeting this year at Boston College. This game today you can watch on the ACC network. Let's turn now to my interview with Sports Illustrated's Kevin Sweeney. Kevin Sweeney, thanks for joining me this afternoon on the Rebound Rundown ahead of Conference Championship Week here. We're recording on Monday afternoon, but this will go out on Tuesday morning, and it's a pretty busy week around the tri-state area here in Cincinnati. I have Xavier playing in the Big East Tournament. You have NKU, which they will have either advanced to the Horizon League final or they will be done by the time people are listening to this. Uh, but you have Kentucky, you have Dayton, UC. It's, it's a busy week, and I want to touch on three teams in particular Xavier, Kentucky, and Cincinnati, and we'll start with Xavier. Musketeers going to Madison Square Garden, probably going to play Villain uh, Seton Hall on Thursday night, and then would face the winner of Creighton and Villanova should they advance to that, assuming everything shakes out as uh, as we are expecting that it would. But, uh, Kevin, you have followed this Xavier team. You'd worked with the field of 68, of course, which Sean Miller had worked for in his year off. 
What have just been your overall impressions of this Xavier team this year and now where they stand as a protected seed going into this NCAA tournament? Yeah, I think they're in good position for that for that number four seed, which is a big deal. Obviously, it could keep them close to home. Um, you know, that that does tend to matter. It matters, obviously, for the fans quite a bit, but I think also for the team, um, just, you know, a little bit less wear and tear on the bodies. And so, yeah, I, I don't think they need to do too much to lock that up here at MSG this week. I think a win would probably be enough to feel pretty good that this is a is this is the top four seed. And I think more importantly, you want to be playing well going into the NCAA tournament. I think they've obviously had an amazing year. But to win three in a row down the stretch, including a couple of pretty tough road games, I think is is a nice building block for, for, for this group into March, especially after the stretch they had where they weren't playing their best basketball um, there in mid-February. I, I think I think it's critical that just to feel good about yourself going into tournament time, and I think they have the chance to do that. I, I think they are a good example of a team that a deep run in the conference tournament may not be the best thing for. It's something I talked to a few Big Ten coaches uh, last year about and you know after Illinois had won the Big Ten tournament in 21 and then got bounced early the question was like do you really want the wear and tear of playing three four games in a row and some of them say no and I think for Xavier particularly with how banged up they've been and and the lack of depth is is riding these guys for 35 minutes a night in high intensity high stress basketball the best thing in the world when it means not a ton maybe not Interesting thought, because that has been a, a discussion point around Xavier Circles over the last few days. Uh, so it's interesting to hear you say that. And, and to get your thought on the Big East as a whole, uh, this is a Big East tournament that feels, at least on the surface, like it's more uh, wide open than it has been in years past, where we say that every year, but really it's Villanova hanging in the background as a team that everybody's looking to beat. It's not so much this year where Villanova is the sixth seed. You have Marquette in there as the one, Xavier the two, Creighton the three, and then an incredible 4-5 game on Thursday afternoon with Providence and UConn. Um, how do you see this Big East tournament going, Kevin? What are your impressions of this tournament this year and what's shaping up? It should be a fun one. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I mean, I think obviously right now everybody's riding the UConn train. They're playing really well. They're starting to look like the team that was so good in November and December. Um, it is kind of funny to me that they're fourth in Ken Palm and also fourth in the Big East, which is kind of a remarkable kind of turn of fate. I, I think obviously the Villanova talk is a big deal as well. They're playing a lot better, although UConn beating them, I think, was was impressive. But it sounds weird to say this, but like, we got to stop counting out Marquette. Like Marquette, seventeen and three, they won the league, and it's like nobody wants to pick them to do anything. Like, I, I, for for so long this year, I, I I keep saying to myself, man, like I think Marquette's this amazing team, but I always see them at home because I go up to Milwaukee a lot. I'm based in Chicago. I see them at home. They're a different beast at home. They're a different beast on this home court. And to me, man, like you start to watch them on the road, they're playing pretty good ball out there too. And, and to me, they're just one of the most complete teams in the country with the way that they share it. Um, the, the number of weapons that they have. So I know everyone's going to be riding the UConn train and picking that upset, but don't be surprised if Marquette wins the whole thing. Let's talk Kentucky. Now we thought Kentucky had been making some strides over the last few weeks, right? They'd won a few in a row. They'd picked up some quad one wins. Things were rolling. Cal had made the adjustments. Everybody had been asking for, then all of a sudden, Cason Wallace gets hurt. Severe Wheeler, he's not with the team right now, or, or at least he's not available, I should say, right now. And all of a sudden, you're thinking to yourself, wait a second. Did we lose that momentum? They lose to Vanderbilt at home, but they go to Arkansas and get a huge road win. 
how are you reading into this whole Kentucky uh, roller coaster of a season this year and where they are right now? Yeah, like I think they've started to find an identity, which which is critical. And I thought early in the season they didn't really have that. Now that, that being said, right, they still have their limitations. You mentioned the the Wallace injury, that's huge. But I think in general they're just not a great three point shooting team. I know they shoot a good percentage, but it's usually on very low volume. Um, you know, they're not overly deep, and that depth is being tested right now with the injuries that they've gone through. So I, th- I think, look, we've seen that their top end can be pretty good. It can it can push really high level teams, beating Tennessee, obviously, um, hanging in with some some really really good opponents. But like the floor is is low. It's lower than I think it's been when you lose. You know, three games like home Van. You know, Vandy's playing well, but it's still Vanderbilt, road Georgia, who's playing horrible basketball right now, and, and then obviously the South Carolina debacle. It becomes hard to say, man, that's a team I want to bet on to go to an Elite Eight, a Final Four. Like I think they have second weekend potential, but to, to get to the Final Four this year, I just haven't seen it night in, night out uh, to, to feel good about it. Do you feel like this is setting up, Kevin, like a situation back when they got that that eight nine seed and played Wichita State in the second round, and then all of a sudden, uh oh, there's Kentucky. Is is this that same sort of team, or do you feel like a different vibe on this type of team? I think this team's a lot less talented, right? Like, like obviously, it's scary to play Kentucky in, in an eight nine game because they've got you know McDonald's All Americans and top tra- top transfers and whatnot. But like that Kentucky team had pros, like Julius Randall. Uh, you know, first round guy and, and young Tolly Stein was on that team. The Harrisons, like they took their time to put it all together, but that team had the ceiling. And I think we always knew that. I'm not sure I've really seen ceiling from this group. Like you don't watch this Kentucky team and say, man, that is an overwhelmingly talented team. So yeah, they have enough to to beat teams. And I, I again, I wouldn't be surprised if they pull an upset, if they wind up in that eight, nine game, just because they've, they've beaten high level teams and they have one of the best players in the country, but to me, it doesn't feel like a, a deep run waiting to happen because I just don't buy the the talent level the way I did with that 2013, I believe it was, team. Sure. All right. Now we'll move on to Cincinnati. And I'll leave this more open-ended for you, Kevin, on where this Cincinnati team stands right now. They have one quad one win this year. They have two quad one wins under Wes Miller in the two years that he has been there, one last year and one this year. Where is this Cincinnati program right now as they head into the Big 12? I mean, I I think it's steadily improved since Wes got the job. And that's the number one thing you're you're hoping for. But I don't think they made quite the jump that you wanted. And I think you don't think of this group as overwhelmingly talented. And I think that's something that's going to have to improve as you get to the Big 12. And I know Wes is involved with some really big fish in recruiting. And that's the way you get out of this type of thing and get back to making the NCAA tournament every year as you recruit your way out of it. But they're going to need some, some dudes because you look at the big 12 top to bottom and the level of the level of competition is, is fierce. I mean, the, the, the level of talent on Texas tech and Oklahoma state who might not make the NCAA tournament, they're going to be in like the eight, nine game of the big 12 this year. That, that tells you all you need to know about like the level that Cincinnati needs to be at. So I think it it's, it's a positive, that they've been able to you know compete this year be near the top of the league be in the mix in a lot of games hang in with with high level competition but they're going to need more as they get to the big big 12 and so it's it's a big portal spring especially with you know some some question marks at the top of the roster whether guys would be back or not 
Um, you're going to lose a couple of key pieces. And so to me, like huge spring ahead. I, I do believe in West. I do think he's a guy that can get in the room with high level dudes and sell Cincinnati. But uh, I think this year, a reasonable goal would have been to make the NCAA tournament. And I think they're going to come up short. Kevin, best of luck this week. You're going to uh, the Big Ten tournament, you said. So this is uh, one of the best weeks of the year. And it is a fun time to be following college basketball. Kevin, where tell people where they can find your work if they want to listen or, or read what you're doing here over the next month. Yeah, we'll have a ton of stuff over at uh, sportsillustratedsi.com. I'm also on uh, the Field of 68, uh, as you as you mentioned before. I'll be on a show selection Sunday night uh, with with a couple of the guys, which will be great. Um, and, and then my own podcast, the CBB Central Podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to pods. So it should be a fun, fun month. Appreciate you having me on. Thanks, Kevin. Last night was why Championship Week is so good. It might not have had all the big brand cachet, but it delivered in a huge way. We crowned two conference champions with the Furman Paladins beating Chattanooga to win the Southern Conference and return to the NCAA tournament for the first time since 1980. And in the Sun Belt, the Ragin' Cajuns of Louisiana beat South Alabama to return to the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2014. Elsewhere around the country, Pat Kelsey and Charleston won a thriller over Towson to advance to the CAA title game. Number 17, St. Mary's survived a furious rally from BYU to win by seven and advanced to the WCC title game. And in the other WCC semifinal, number 10, Gonzaga held off San Francisco 84-73. Today, we will award four more automatic bids to the NCAA tournament and five conferences will begin their tournaments. The CAA plays their title game on CBS Sports Network at 7 with Charleston squaring off against UNC Wilmington. I already mentioned the Horizon League featuring NKU at 7 on ESPN. The NEC plays for a title at 7 on ESPN2, but Fairleigh Dickinson has already claimed the NEC auto bid since Merrimack is ineligible. The Summit has their championship at 9 on ESPN2 with Max Asmus and Oral Roberts facing North Dakota State. And also at 9, St. Mary's plays Gonzaga for the WCC title on ESPN. Tournaments beginning today include the ACC, Atlantic 10, Big West, Metro Atlantic, or the MAAC, and the WAC. Paul's pick of the day, presented by Betfred Sportsbook, cashed easily last night with the Norse not even needing the three points and winning straight up. Tonight, you know what? Let's stick with it. Let's ride with the Norse. It's going to be a close line as I record this right now at 2.02 a.m. The line is not yet out on the Betfred Sportsbook, but Ken Palm has it projected as a one-point spread. Take the Norse on the money line to win the Horizon League title and get back to the NCAA tournament. That'll do it for today's Rebound Rundown. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your Tuesday, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.